should you be starting us off? You're you're like the experienced um, podcaster. Uh, yes, I'm the professional. You have you you have a like your own show. And I'm glad you used the name on your show, by the way. But Armando Casante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very I was very. Impressed. I have used Armando Casante throughout my life since, and I I think it's great that <laughs> if you go to I think it's reunion, which are one of those like your like class. Pages Armando Casante is listed as a as a Westbrook. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who put that up there? Like, I'm glad they did. <laughs> yep. Um, so Monster Squad, we watched it uh, separately, various times. Uh, I'm 40, and uh, Monster Squad came out when I was seven. You're 40. Two. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, I'm 42, and your birthday is I think like 11 days after mine. So you are correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just checking. Yes, I forget. Um, so yeah, that came out when I was seven, which is crazy to me to think. Like I've known what Monster Squad was, like mm-hmm. remembering it and thinking, um, like the Wolfman's Gottenards is like the the most popular, and yeah. But outside of that. Now that I think of it now, in hindsight, I don't know how much I actually remembered the movie, except that I really liked it. So you had seen it as a kid? Yeah. Okay. And I think I saw it, I didn't see it in the theater, but I definitely saw it when I was by, by nine, seven, eight, nine, yeah. somewhere in that somewhere time range. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. And I, I was trying to figure out, I've been trying to think back to when I saw it too, because I definitely didn't see it in the theater. And I'm pretty sure my parents would never have taken me to see this when it came out in the theater. And I'm pretty sure that when I did see it, it was at a friend's house um, that lived two doors down from me. I think he had it. Um, But I feel like I've watched it multiple times as a kid. But I don't, I mean, I never owned a copy. So I don't know if I would rent it at the store or if I just kept watching it at his house over. I, I honestly can't remember. But I do remember that this movie... Um, alongside Goonies, which we'll probably get to later, because I don't think you can talk about one without the other, that, like, it was kind of the movie of my childhood for me. Like, I remember watching this several different times, but it had been, it, I mean, it's been a long, long time since I watched it, too, so. Right. Um, right. All right, so thoughts on, uh, thoughts on the movie. What stood out to you? Like, what, what was one of the big things that stood out to you when we, you started watching? In watching it the second time. So I was reminded in watching it now how much I hated the Wolfman. Like, I don't like how the Wolfman looks. Yep, <laughs> and yep. I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. And I think it's just his face is not... It's because he doesn't have a snout, I think. is. So that's my most... Uh, so it's a terrible Wolfman. A terrible Wolfman. Amazing, uh, which they call Gill Man. I think, I think that is a pretty cool yes. um, costume that they use for that one. Yeah. Okay. That, so Wolfman stood out to you. You didn't like Wolfman. Wolfman's costume was off. I mean, that's really the only costume. Right. That, and yeah. All the other ones, yeah, fine. You can't. I, they just tried something new, <laughs> and it didn't work, I think. <laughs> um, I know that they... So, like, I didn't want to, like, do a whole lot of... Behind the scenes. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yep. But I had seen one thing where they where they had talked about um, uh, in in that vein of they tried uh, the beginning the, that intro scene where Dracula turns out from the bat like he's hanging sleeping yep. and right. he wakes and he's he's a human. Uh, that was strictly for that, and the, I, apparently they wrote they wrote it that way 
because it was cooler. <laughs> That's all there was. There wasn't any reason other than, well, we didn't want him coming out of a coffin. So we thought, what would be cooler? <laughs> He'll be a bat. He'll be and, a bat. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think that's evidence that they were trying things. Yeah. yeah. Wolfman just didn't work. How about you? <laughs> so, and this is a, this is kind of a, I think a big discussion topic about the, the movie, but the thing that stood out to me right away was, um, some of the things that did not age well, um, <laughs> with, with the movie. And so, um, for all of our listeners at home who have not seen the movie recently, uh, they definitely use a lot of uh, derogatory um, terms for homosexuals in the movie. Um, there's a few other things that I would say are definitely not things that would go over well in a kid's movie these days. Um, and so the first time I watched it, I was telling Andre this earlier, that or telling you this earlier, I should be talking to you, um, I started perseverating on some things. And so that's one of the things that I kind of, the first time I watched it, really had a hard time getting past and I knew going back obviously and watching a movie that's from the 80s that there's going to be some things in there that that are kind of would not be in a movie today Um, and so I was sort of prepared for that I thought there'd be some like language issues especially with the whole like you know PG movies back then were are much uh, racier than PG movies today you know Mm -hmm. because now there's a PG-13 and all that but I guess I was caught off guard by that because I didn't remember that as yeah. a kid or, you know, as a kid watching it, some of those things went like right over my head, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I didn't get those references. And so what I kept thinking about too was how I recommended this movie to so many people in the last, you know, I don't know how many years. And I always be like, hey, have you seen this movie? You should watch this movie with your kids. It's awesome. Best movie. And then I'm watching it and like one of the very first things is they're sitting there dropping, you know, the F word and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's really bad. Or there's a scene with um, the kids with the principal mm-hmm. and they get done and they're like, oh, wow, he's such a homo. And he was trying to feel me up and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is so bad. I'm, what are these people thinking who I've been recommending right. this movie to? Uh, so some of that stuff, like I had to get past that, I think, and be like, OK, it is what it is. Like, you know, it was a different time these adults that were putting this in a movie for kids are obviously like, that's horrible that that would be like a right. okay thing to put in a movie. <laughs> so I, that, that's part of the reason why I had to watch it the second time is because I was spending so much time just being like, Oh, you know, cringing at these things. Mm-hmm. And then I need, it was like, okay, I've got to like accept that and get past that and then watch it again and kind of get more into the gist of it. Cause there, I mean, there's other stuff too. There's like the, they literally have a character called Fat Kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know Goonies has Chunk, and obviously that's a, a fat joke, too. But, yeah. like, this one, they're like, we're not even going to be subtle about it. We're just going to call him Fat Kid. The interesting <laughs> thing about Fat Kid is he's... So, when he's first called Fat Kid, it's by the two bullies. Yeah. And they call him Fat Kid. And my name's Horace. His name is Horace. He has yep. a name. He doesn't like being called Fat Kid. And then you come to find out, like... His friends are also calling him exactly, Fat Kid. Exactly, yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, and, and it definitely sets up one of the best lines of the whole movie, and we can talk about that later on too. But like, you know, yeah. So that that was like a little bit, you know, you couldn't probably wouldn't have a character Fat Kid today unless it's the bullies calling him that and the friends, you right. know, don't. And then the other, the you know, the the stuff with like the, the sister where they're like spying on yeah. her throughout the movie and then they use the pictures they take of her to like sextortion to get her to help them with their plan is like <laughs> that's not really that great a look either you know so yeah. anyway that was the thing the the very first thing that stood out to me the first time i watched it and i had to definitely kind of get beyond that and just be like okay different time 
obviously, if we were making that movie again today, we're right. going to change that up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that just stood out to me. So, so all those are, it's, it, yeah, I mean, those are the glaring things that I think we've all come across yeah. <laughs> watching it. And, I, and anybody who hasn't seen Monster Squad and, and would be hearing this conversation was probably like, what is Monster Squad? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, we've talked about uh, bullying, which I guess would happen in a kids movie, but the, the sextortion uh, you wouldn't think of in a Monster <laughs> Squad movie. Um, and I think, though, you mentioned the PG thing and um, the movie being for kids. The movie's actually PG-13, which I didn't oh, realize. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not that it makes it like like so much better in some of the stuff that's in there. Um, and I trying to think as far as visually it's not exceptionally scary or anything like oh, that right. it's, yeah, it's not super gory there's yeah. I don't know, maybe one scene where there's yeah but it's not even that gory uh, so it has to be like the language and stuff that yeah. drove that PG-13 right. rating and it makes me wonder who the movie was made for because if you <laughs> I, have, I have literally have written down as my second discussion point what age is this for yeah, yeah. exactly because if you in watching in, in even that first scene like the, the principal scene like you talked about and they're, the kids are interacting with the principal and it's that cool it, the 80s cool kid yeah. slip thing and uh, they get out of there and they're doing their banter and stuff and they go out and do the banter with the teacher and all their homophobic stuff going on but I can't imagine being, I mean, I liked it as a kid, but I don't think I, I don't remember any of that. So was that what I was watching or as an adult, am I going to see this as kind of a farce type yeah, thing? Yeah. Uh, especially the, the scene shortly after where the, the, where Horace is getting bullied and the kid shows up and lights the match on his shoe <laughs> After riding in on his bike. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I never thought, you know, thinking back on, like, the kids I thought were cool back, like, then, I don't think I ever would have thought, like, a kid pulling up and lighting a match would be like, oh, yeah, that's what I think of as cool kid yeah. back then. It was, so, that is kind of funny. Yeah. And so, in looking at that, I'm like, nobody could have put that in that seriously. Yeah. And I've been like, yeah, this is, this is what the people want to see. Like, yeah. it had to have been some sort of parody on kids' movies in general in the day, maybe, because... Like you said, Goonies came out, what, the year before? Yeah. So maybe it was that step. And the uh, co-writer, um, Shane Black, he, do you know who he is? Nope. He did, like, Predator. Oh, okay. Um, he's, yep. he's done a bunch of different movies, written and stuff. Um, but he's, if I'm to watch his movies and then and compare them to today, I mean, he's kind of, for me, like the James Gunn. Of, of that time yeah. period, just looking to make cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I wonder if that's what it, all it was. And, and I guess one thing that would lend a little credence to that is the, the fact that it was focused on those universal monsters. And, like, you know, those were certainly something that older people would be, would have kind of grown up watching some of those films and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Whereas I feel like by our age, yeah, they still have you know, Frankenstein and the mummy and things, but like, not really like they, no. you weren't watching a lot of movies as a kid about, about them. Um, but I, yeah, I, so I was wondering about the age of that too, because if it was 
supposed to be kind of a parody of those, you know, kids get together and save the day sort of things, I would have expected it to be even more sort of over the top and more like parody-esque. Like I, di I didn't feel like it was, you know, I think about those kind of parody movies today, like, um, you know, any of the, I don't know, scary movie or whatever, like they're like really over the top and, and you can tell through the whole thing that they're really making fun of the genre or something. And I didn't really get that vibe throughout the whole thing. So, but it, but it, it definitely feels strange as far as the age for it, because it's like, you know, you've got from a, from a kid perspective, what I loved about it was the, the, you know, young kids getting together, we're going to save the world kind of thing. And, but a lot of the jokes and the language stuff would have been more, I think, for those teens, like, or, or early teens or something, like, a little bit older. And so I was thinking maybe, like, but, but then I think, I, I felt like, as a teenager, I don't know if I would, how much I would have liked it, because the characters would have all been younger than me. Mm -hmm. So it was, yeah, it was a really weird fit. And I was thinking maybe that's why it didn't so, do so well in the theaters as well. Like, there's not really, like, a good target audience. Like, my parents, I, I said earlier, wouldn't have taken me to that film. Uh -huh. You know, if they knew what the language and stuff, they would have been like, we're walking out of here right at the beginning. And so, I don't know. I just, and, but again, I, I feel like older audiences would have been like, oh, it's a kid's movie. So it, it definitely felt really weird. Like, yeah. like it didn't quite fit. They went a little too old, but also a little too young in some places. And so it was kind of interesting. But I think what it probably appealed to us as kids is it's definitely one of those movies that you watch and feel like, oh, this is kind of like you know, I'm kind of being bad watching this movie or this is a movie, you know, I feel cool because I'm watching this movie that has all these swears and, and off-color jokes and stuff like that. Right. Even if I didn't quite get them all, um, I feel like it has a little more edge than like Goonies did. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I would have felt, Goonies is my favorite kid, kid's movie of all time, but mm -hmm. like, you know, I would have felt cooler watching this, I think. Like, so you think it's it's kind of like the, the next step in, in the movie. So Goonies... I, I feel like it's a little bit, then... like a little bit... Yeah, a little bit more risque than Goonies was. And so... Um, and then you watch Kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a good transition to that. So yeah, that, that just definitely felt, felt kind of strange to me. All right, so did you like, like, what, all right, did you like the movie? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I really did like it. And what, what... So what I really liked about it was Dracula. Like, as badass as he was. I've, like, I've never seen... I've seen Dracula movies before, but... This Dracula was the most just ruthless. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was really cool to see that portrayal of it, and which was I think truer to any Dracula. Because I see these movies with any bad guy or or any powerful being, and they half step it. <laughs> it's kind of like you could basically right. do what you want here, yet yeah. you're not. Yeah. And Dracula has his faults in this movie, but. When he does, like, turn it up, he just turns it up. So, yep. Hey, you did. <laughs> but, uh, so I liked that um, part part of it a lot. And I, I thought it it was short, which is... It, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny kind of saying, like, yeah, that, that one's got that going for it. But I think it really does work because there's, there's no, like, lulls in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, once it starts going, like, the slowest part's literally probably the opening part of the movie. And then once it goes, mm. it's just, like... Boom, 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 boom. And so, yeah, you never feel like it's dragging or anything like that. Yeah. So that's definitely a, a plus for it. Um, so it's funny you brought up the Dracula on that. So I also didn't try to do, like, too much research going into this. And and I know we had originally got this idea because we were talking about how there's a documentary about it. Mm. And we purposely decided not to watch that documentary because we didn't want to get that, um, 
you know, lens. We don't watch it through the documentary lens. We want to see the movie first, talk about that, and then go back and watch the documentary. But like, um, I did afterwards look up some things and they had said that I saw that the, that Dracula was, I can't remember what website it was, but they ranked the, the best villains of like the, um, of film or something mm-hmm. like that. And so Dracula made it into like the top 25 or something. Just the top 25? <laughs> but, but it might have even been higher than that. But they said that out of all the Draculas, this was the best oh. Dracula out of every Dracula yeah. movie that's ever been. Like he was the sure. most badass. He was great. We're going to get him. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fun thing he does where he says, I want to come in, but then doesn't. Um, so yeah, Dracula definitely was pretty badass in there. The, the p- biggest problem I had with Dracula is like, so he has this great job getting all of the monsters together. Which I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, so we'll get to that. And he, and like, there are some scenes where he's totally like just awesome. Like he just can do whatever he wants. But he made like two big flaws that pretty much ruined his entire plan. And it was basically came down to him being kind of lazy. Like he sent Frankenstein to go get the book back. Yeah. Whereas if he had just done that himself... <laughs> He would have just like killed the kids, taken the book, and then the whole thing would have been done. And then the other thing was, he there's a scene where um, he's got Wolfman tied up mm. and drugged, or at least he thinks he has him drugged. And then he um, wants to go eat, and so he or feed on these women. So he's like, "All right, you're going to turn into a, a Wolfman, and but I'm going to tie you up because I know that you're dangerous." But uh, I'm just going to leave you there, and I'm going to go over <laughs> here with these you know three virgins I have in the closet, and. Then Wolfman escapes, and then it starts the whole, like, you know, he goes to the cops and all this stuff. So, like, yeah, if Dracula didn't try to, like, you know, farm out the, the tough assignments to people, or if he was a little more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on top of it, I think he, he easily could have won yeah. the day. Um, but, anyway. So, why was he playing Seven Minutes in Heaven? With- <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but, which I also, so going back to that. I never really realized how that side of Dracula is really kind of like creep the whole like yeah. I'm gonna like they sexualize the the whole thing with Dracula that, that kind of freaked me out too. But anyway, going you know what <laughs> that that sexualization uh, just made me think of it because and I just said the seven minutes in heaven like that fits for like a teenage kid or whatever like that's sex to them, yeah like, quote yeah. <laughs> it's like as it, close to sex as some kids get to like those yeah. party games seven minutes in heaven so so maybe maybe i'm reading into it yeah. but maybe that was like a way to hey he's going to the closet with these girls what's yeah. happening but uh yeah whereas if he had just stayed and hung out with wolfman did it, yeah it would have he would have been better off all right so what was your idea your thought about the him you said something about getting the monsters together you had a thought so about that. <laughs> so it starts out wherever it starts out i didn't realize that van helsing was running around america but maybe <laughs> he was because that's where the emerald was but maybe the emerald came yeah, from america that's I, I never even thought about that point yeah no because <laughs> Well, but but Dracula was in, in Bavaria, right? Well, maybe so not how, Bavaria. So they, yeah, they never explained how the amulet ended up in right. this kid's town. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of weird. All right, yes. Yeah, so point. I never even thought about. So that. there was that. And so I was like, well, where's this? It, did, was the amulet there? Did Van Helsing come across country? And then so scratch that, push that aside. Then I was wondering, well, how does Dracula have this relationship with all of these monsters? And, <laughs> like, how... Because he, he, he calls Frankenstein old friend. He calls yep. Wolfman old friend. <laughs> he may call the mummy old friend. And I could understand that one more. Yeah. 
the Wolfman I didn't get because he looks like a young person and he didn't want to turn into the Wolfman. So then I started thinking, all right, is the Wolfman like a spirit and that's the, that's what Dracula's old right, friend is? Right. Or is this truly like a guy who's really old and been around rocking with Dracula for a while? <laughs> and so that was confusing me for a yeah. while. But so when they when he's gathering the monsters though, so he you see him come in on the plane and the 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 crate drops and that's Frankenstein. So I can understand the Frankenstein old friend. Dracula's mm-hmm. going to look for the amulet, so he goes and finds Frankenstein. Flies him up, gets him onto a plane <laughs> and hot and I don't get that part of it. That yeah. kind of goes back to what was Dracula thinking? If he's all powerful, he's going to stow away on a plane <laughs> and then <laughs> and then create attention for the pilots to come out back so they can <laughs> open up the bay doors and drop Frankenstein exactly where he needs to be dropped yeah. into this city. Uh, and Dracula just makes his cool exit and drops with him. So they land in the swamp which is conveniently right next to the clubhouse. Yeah. And, or in that area, because I noticed as he, at one point, as we were panning towards the clubhouse, you see Dracula's cape, like, hanging on a tree. It's like, oh, so it's right there? <laughs> and then, so it goes into the water, and Dracula points his cane, and rising it up. He's levitating it, it looks like, but no, it's the swamp. The gill man. So it just happens to yeah. be in that same pond. And so what was Dracula doing with his cane? Is he <laughs> controlling gill man at that point? Yep. I don't know what was happening. Right. So, And it also happens that there's a mummy exhibit yes. with the mummy in the town <laughs> where all this is happening. Right. Yeah. So I'm not... Maybe it was fate. Like maybe it was just his prophecy yeah. that was that Dracula knew about. <laughs> I don't know. There's a backstory, and if there were ten more minutes of this movie, we right. could have gotten it. But and there was no in the in. I'm trying to think back now to the beginning. We don't see any of the other monsters in that opening Van Helsing scene, do no. we? No, because right. I so, went the second time, second first and a half time. Yeah. I watched it. Uh, I looked for that. I was like, all right, did I miss something? <laughs> right. So it's not like every hundred years these monsters all come together for this event. It's really a Dracula event. So this time he's gone out to get Frankenstein to help and all the others have somehow conveniently been drawn to the same place. Just like the amulet conveniently happens to show up there. <laughs> so, so the writers of this clearly are taking some liberties with right. like, you know what makes sense and stuff but as a you know 10 year old kid like i didn't think that (laughs) again it's 86 minutes (laughs) (laughs) all right we don't have time to explain this we just need to keep keep it moving there's probably tons of like film that got cut that explains how all of these things came together and then they're just like yeah screw we don't need this (laughs) or probably not they're just right you know we don't need to explain that yeah, so that's really good. I didn't. I honestly didn't even think of any of that. So uh, you gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, but overall, you enjoyed the film. Thought yeah. it was good. Um, I agree, uh, definitely. That the pacing of it is one of the things that I really enjoyed. Um, I thought the story was great. Now, I, you know, I, I told you that I loved this movie as a kid, and so one of the things I kept thinking about is why did I love this movie so much? Like, what was it that was appealing? And um, in fact, I love this movie so much that I remember when we were in sixth grade, you were in um, the class next door to me, right? Mm-hmm. We, we were, so one of the assignments that our, our teacher gave was to take a film and you had to um, summarize the film or retell the film um, 
but use music, like little music samples yeah. as part of that. I don't know if you remember this assignment at all. If you, if you well, did, but... we, yes, it was, uh, it was like the, the interview. Did, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you did it through yeah. like an interview. Right, so I remember this is the film that I did mine around. <laughs> and so like, you know, for example, one of the things, the one that I keep remembering, I'm sure, I know there was tons of different things, but one of the questions was, so Dracula, how are you feeling when um, you got the stake driven through your heart? And then we played the song Wholehearted by, I can't <laughs> yeah. remember who, who played that. So, but like, I really love this movie. But I was watching it, I'm like, okay, so what is it that was appealing to me? So I, I definitely have a soft spot for movies where kids get together to save the day, right? And that was like, a, that's obviously a huge part of this. And what we can talk, one of the things we can, I had on my list to talk about was what are some other movies that are yeah. kind of in that vein? Um, and also how, you know, comparing that to how those movies look today, because I'm not, I, I can't think of a lot of those kind of movies, but I don't want to go down too, mm-hmm. too far down that road. But, so I had a soft spot for those. I definitely love that whole idea. Because as a kid, I'm like, yeah, I want to be badass. And, <laughs> and, you know, kick some monster ass and stuff like that. I, you have to go check on that. Um, <laughs> I also, one of the things that, um, there's a character named Patrick. So yeah. that was certainly appealing to me. I didn't, but I didn't even remember. That's the one that, uh, he's, he's the buddy of the main character that, kind of is a little mouthy and has the sister and okay he's yeah. the one with sister yeah and uh i also like i connected to eugene who's like terrified of the dark because as a kid yeah. i was always afraid of the dark and so i'm like oh that that kind of reminds me of that um one of the not so fun things was like the parents and how they like fight through the whole thing mm. like that reminds me of growing up in my home sorry mom and dad um <laughs> But yeah, so I think I, I, I kind of definitely saw myself a little bit in some of these characters as well. Um, so I think it was just like that perfect timing yeah. too of like where I was as a kid. And then I just kind of connected to some of these these characters, you know, as weird as that sounds. Uh, but yeah, and, and again, it definitely felt a little bit edgier, a little bit badass to be watching this movie too. So I think that was that was really appealing. But I I thought it was great. I, yeah. I loved it. The, the uh, More so the second watch through than the first one. Yeah. But... Um, I did- I think it's interesting you, you, the points that you brought up about the, uh, like the things that you connected with. And I think for me, like those connections were pretty subliminal in a, in a way like the lead. So in watching it, I see that the lead character or the lead actor's name is Andre Gower or Goyer or whatever his name is. Andre is my name. And it's like, <laughs> as a kid, like anytime, even now, it's like every time I see somebody with the name Andre, I'm like, ooh, ooh what's yeah. this person all about? <laughs> and so I, I think that probably, uh, that he may have been the first actor named Andre I'd ever encountered. Uh, and I, so I think that was one of those things. And I, and I think um, that idea, that kid... The whole clubhouse thing was was huge. Like, we're, we're, when I was a kid growing up, and before I moved here, when I lived in the Philippines, especially, um, we lived on an air force base. So all the kids and stuff were around, and and we're all military families. So all the kids had like wars and stuff going around. We'd have like little clubhouses and stuff, and and it was cool to have those little secluded like gangs going on and, and seeing that in, in the movie and thinking, Oh man, I wish my, my tree house was like that or whatever yes. it was. Yeah. Um, and then they're out there making weapons and like real weapons. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember like sharpening sticks yeah. and stuff on yeah. the, and, and to see him in the shop doing it and yeah. all that. So cool. Well, in, in fact, that's one of the things, if I could go back, like change something about the movie, that was my favorite part is that scene where he's like sharpening up the stakes and they're stealing the, the, archery equipment yeah. and 
uh, first of all, it's like that one kid who's doing all the work <laughs> to get them ready to fight. All the other kids are like, I don't know what they're doing, but yeah. he, he, yeah, he was the one doing all the heavy lifting there. But I wish they'd extended that part out and we got to see even more of that. Like I would have loved mm. to have seen some like booby traps of like, yeah. you know, like different things they set up to, to do that. I, I think about some other movies like, you know, um, Home Alone or like, um, like Swiss Family Robinson. Like those are always my favorite parts where they like get ready for mm-hmm. that big fight and it builds it up, I think even more. And so this is like, we have 24 hours and they did like a couple clips. I wish they'd been able to, yeah, yeah. definitely extend it out a little bit. But yep, I definitely get, and then the whole clubhouse thing mm-hmm. and wanting to ha- like i never had one but like i always wanted one so yeah that that definitely hit home for me too yeah, it's being pretty stuck into it pretty awesome so you had mentioned um uh, i can't remember his name the, the one with the you said scared of the dark the, yeah eugene eugene yeah. yeah so that was another thing with the with the monsters and you talk about um dracula's poor moves earlier and how he had sent frankenstein to get the book but prior to that you see the mummy in Eugene's closet for no apparent reason. Right, right, yeah. Why, why was it there? <laughs> and so, so, yeah, so when I watched it again the, the first time watching it again, I'm like, wait, what? Why? Why is the mummy in the closet? And then I'm, I'm watching it, and I watch it the, the, the next time. I, I'm watching that scene again, and it's like, so did Dracula send the mummy to go get the book first? The mummy failed miserably because he was hanging out in the closet, and then the dad comes in and he just sneaks out the window afterwards yeah. because the mummy is scared. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right. with the mummy, but, um, but yeah, that was another thing. But, you, when you mentioned Eugene, I thought. <laughs> and there are a few other things like that too, that, that kind of threw me off. Like, um, one of the, the things was why does Dracula use such a stupid fake name? So like <laughs> his fake name is literally Dracula backwards. Yes. Like, you're this badass bad guy and you can't come up with a better like, like uh, fake name. And what was up with the kid that's like, somebody called for me. Oh, let me check out this anagram. <laughs> yeah. That was, that one, and that one, there were a few others I, I had noted in here. Um, oh, what else did I have? That one threw me off. Oh, wait, the, the scene where they're, they're like, we need to get a virgin. And they go, they ask Rudy, they're like, do you know any virgins? I'm going to be like, I was, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, when I was it, around their age, I'm pretty sure almost everybody I knew that was a girl was a virgin. Like, they're like, you know, hey, do you know anybody that's a virgin? It would have been weirder for me if they were like, do you know somebody that's actually had sex? Like, that would have been like, oh. And then nobody even thinks about the little sister. Right. Yeah. Right. Except, you know, like, that made a lot more sense. But they didn't know what a virgin was. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So. So, and then, but yet... They obviously knew about a few other things because of some of the language they were using and things too. So that that threw me off. And then um, how easy some of the monsters were to kill. Like all it took to kill Gilman was a shotgun. Yeah. Like anybody could have easily taken him out. Like you know, but I don't this the Gilman or Swamp Monster or whatever any iteration. I don't never picture them as very powerful yeah they're, yeah they're he's literally the aquaman yeah of the monster squads yep. or the monsters so you know, how much valuable value is he outside of the water right right i think after he, he lifted frankenstein up he was done yeah like they, they, they that, that was his, easy, his yeah. really his only contribution right. to it the mummy died fairly easily but that was you know the unraveling yeah. thing that was clever 
Yeah. Yeah. And and that kid's apparently a great shot yes. with a bow and arrow <laughs> from a moving vehicle, right? It's not like they showed him like, you know. No, he uh, he had that right on. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that was pretty interesting. It was, I had something else too. Did you notice the armadillo? In the yes, That's I did. That's kind of interesting, right? <laughs> Instead of using a rat, they used an armadillo. I guess that was like a homage to another Dracula movie where okay. they, cause I, I definitely was like Googled, why was there an armadillo in Monster Squad? Because I thought that was really strange. I thought that myself. Actually, when I took my, when I take my audio notes, that was one of them. I was like, wait a minute, why is there an armadillo there? I was like, that was a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was strange that the kids, and so when we first um, see those kids, they're at the principal's office, mm-hmm. and it appears they got sent there for drawing pictures. Yeah. And so I was thinking, I have a little bit of experience with um, schools and stuff. I don't think I've ever seen a kid sent to the office <laughs> to talk to the principal because they're drawing pictures. So that seemed a little strange to me. I thought that was well. Weird. They do explain it. He says it's because they weren't listening. They're supposed to be listening and not drawing <laughs> pictures. So yeah. Well, it, this is also the Footloose era. Yeah, you can't dance. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say like nowadays kids are like you know swearing at us and throwing things. And, that, that, and we still can't send them to the office. So um, and then the, the thing that stood out the most was actually the. Um, the scary German guy. Mm. So, right. So we have the scary German neighbor, which I kind of get like, you know, he's that, that, you know, stranger who lives in like the kind of haunted looking house. And, um, you know, he's, he's from afar. He's got the accent. And I guess still at that time, people from Germany are kind of, you know, you think back on that. Um, so I get why they put him in there, but then there's the scene that's very like emotional and powerful mm-hmm. where, you know, they're like, you know, a lot about monsters. And he says, now that you mention it, I guess I do. And he closes the door, and then you can see the concentration camp yep. numbers written on him. And it's like, wow, that, that got really serious for a yeah. moment. For But then they never, like, go back to that again. Or, like, you know, so you just have this, like, connection to the Holocaust and Hitler, and then nothing else about yep. it. That's all you need. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. Okay, great. So that, that I thought was kind of interesting. And that also brings up one of the other things that's not very politically correct when they're like, Oh, that just like a dude on welfare. Like they're talking about his house, and they're like referred to it as was like, it that German guy's house? Yeah, yeah and they're like, oh, it's just some guy on welfare that lives there. And I was like, oh, I missed that line. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little um, cringy too. But yeah, so there there are definitely some things in the movie that sort of are. So that scene in particular, and then there's some real like solid movie moments i think for yeah, me in absolutely. that movie in the sense of like like if it weren't in the monster squad i could see it in a another movie that yep. where and it, it would be great and it was great in these these movies in this movie but like so that holocaust or not the holocaust scene the the, the um number scene, yep right after noticing that i was thinking about how they really like I don't know. It stood out. Like after he shuts the door, and then they pan to the thing, and I, I almost thought to myself, and I don't like rewriting movies because mm-hmm. people write a movie and it comes yeah. out as it does, and great. But like I almost think it would be better if they if they showed it as he's shutting the door, and like you could see it, the audience can see it, right? And they can have those conversations. And I feel like maybe if that movie <laughs> was made today, that's probably what they'd do. Yeah, and you'd and you'd have oh, did you catch this Easter egg? Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah blah blah. Um, so I think there's that. And then you would mention the, the parents fighting. I think those scenes were intense. Like those were like 
intense fighting scenes. Like, yeah. why is this in this movie? But not why is this in this movie, but you don't expect to see it there. Right, and, and that's actually, like, I thought that was a pretty realistic portrayal and, like, a, a really good portrayal of, like, parents who are going through a, um, you know, trouble in their marriage and, like, you know, nobody's really at fall and like there's like it was like yeah that, that seems like a yeah. fairly realistic good portrayal it's, it's one of the things that was you know really good but yeah. it, it is kind of an interesting well even, of the movie and that their relationship is as much as it doesn't have anything to do with the movie is it's it carries through into other so the the scene where um the mother's tucking the daughter into bed mm. and you know doing the good nights and all that stuff at first and the daughter, uh, the little girl in that movie is an amazing actress. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was she, like, like, <laughs> I don't know where they found her, and I've yeah. never seen her in anything else. But she's really good for yeah. the age she was. Maybe, well, maybe it was one of those things where she like knew this was her masterpiece, and then she was like, I'm going <laughs> out on top. Yeah. No, I don't need to do anything else. So when she's leaving, uh, when the mom's leaving the room, um, the, the daughter says something like, uh, are you going to yell at him and, or are you going to be mad at him or yeah. whatever? And she assumes that she's talking about, uh, her, whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's her brother. And, and so like that carryover, like, oh man, this, this is effective. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was interesting to yeah. put that in there. And when, and when I saw that on the rewatch, I was like, oh yeah, I, I even remember as a kid seeing that moment oh, really? being like. Oh yeah, like that. That was a great, like a good yeah. moment. How they connected that to the, you yeah. know, showed the impact on the kids. So yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. There was another. I mean, there, oh yeah, the, the other thing was when they were so they're in the in the clubhouse and they're getting ready to go. Basically, they're, they're coming down to. Um, there's it might have been after he gets a phone call and finds out that Dracula's after him mm. and all that stuff, and so they're up in the clubhouse and pervs looking at the other kid's sister and they start talking in there and and then uh the lead character do you remember his name the lead character yeah um no now because i watched goonies after this i should say <laughs> mikey but um hold on i know his name i have it written down somewhere uh andre no, I don't have it written down. Well, the kid, Andre, who plays the lead character, <laughs> says, uh, he basically like shuts him down, like yells at him, like, guys, this is serious, blah, blah, blah. And like, it just gets super serious all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, he gains absolute control yeah. of those kids. And it's yeah. like, wow, this is like, heavy. Yeah. And at the same time, they have a scene where uh, the the picture of the sister is, is being held up for all the kids to jump and try to see even her brother. I had that written down too. That was another one of the weird things. Like, I was looking through my notes and I'm like, oh yeah, that was strange. Um, yeah, I was definitely like, maybe, I'd like to think maybe he's trying to get it back from them so they can't watch it. But yeah, it definitely seems, and he has no problem with the fact that they're all clearly spying on his sister changing. Right. And so that was a little weird. I did think it was strange too. Like, so there's a scene where they're asking her they want to ask her if she's a virgin because they want to get her to help. And like, they can't just ask her like, mm. are you a virgin? Like why? Or like, have you ever had sex? Like they were like beating around. I guess it was supposed to be kind of funny, but that always struck me in what is odd too. Like just right. to ask her. Instead they said, have you ever been dorked? Which, like, I did like that term. I think we need to bring that term back. Yes. Dork has been, uh, it's been neglected over the years. Yeah, I think that's the only time I've ever used the word or heard the, the term dork used in that, that, um, that way. So that was definitely an interesting thing. Uh, I thought of another, as I was going through my notes too, um, another thing where Dracula is kind of stupid. Did you notice his car? 
So if he wants to be inconspicuous, which would make more sense, like don't be noticed if you want to do this, but he's driving around in a hearse with a big like skull on the front of it. Like that was, that was strange too. But anyway, that reminds me of the partner cop who oh. Mr. He Comedy was, Relief. I, I love that guy. I thought he was great. So I've seen him, I, I've seen him in a lot of other movies. I yeah. remember him from other movies and stuff. Yeah. And I, I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot he's in this movie. And I liked him, but I, couldn't I, I I liked him but I didn't. There's, you didn't like him. Was, it was, it was, I, I did like him, but I didn't at the same. It was weird because he just didn't. He wasn't taking it serious enough. <laughs> and, and it just seemed. And I think that uh, the dad, the the, the yeah. partner, uh, he took my stance well and, and tried yeah. to tone him down, tone yeah. him down. So, but like. The police in general, actually, in that town. So when he's in the car, uh, and he's, I think he might have, and the reason the hearse made me think about it, I think he's getting a description of the hearse. You know, it's got a skull on the on the mm. front, whatever. And so he's talking to dispatch, and uh, they start joking about people missing, and then a second person missing is it's like, oh, you got your hands full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, what is happening? Right. You you are in the, clearly live in a very small town. <laughs> When you have people go miss, like all these weird reports, wouldn't that kind of stand out to you? Like right. something strange is happening. Um, and he definitely, I mean, he's definitely the cliche, like buddy cop right. kind of thing. Um, he's also, I think, the only person of color in the movie and then gets killed. Um, Does he? What? Get killed? Does he get killed? Yeah, he's in the cop car. Yeah. Dracula throws, yeah. talk about, again, badass Dracula. He's like, I'm just going to yeah. kill you with some dynamite here and blow you up. Which, another weird thing was, so they've got cops firing guns Dracula throwing dynamite around because he blows. He also blows up the uh, the clubhouse. Yep. Remember yep. Um, in that scene, and yet the mom never like is like, "What's going on?" Like when he first blows up the clubhouse, you think the mom would come running out like, "What's going on?" Yeah. And then see Dracula, and then they're like, "Ah!" Oh. But instead, she's like inside for the whole thing, and then she comes running out after Dracula's already like taken off, <laughs> and she's like, "What's happening?" Like I thought, I'm like. Where was she this whole time? I didn't. See, was... I don't even remember seeing her afterwards. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that was interesting. So okay. So are we ready to talk about Goonies now? Yeah. Because I think you can't have a conversation about this movie without having a conversation about Goonies. Because Goonies back. is like, I mean, if you ask anybody our age, I think Goonies was, if it may not be their favorite movie, but it's definitely a movie that was like they've seen a, a huge movie for kids our age back in the day. Sure. Um, and so a lot of people, I think, would say that this movie rips off Goonies. And while I don't think that, I, that... And so that's one of the reasons I was kind of wondering, like, was this movie... Or was Goonies already kind of, like, well-known, the storyline, before this was written? But time-wise, you wouldn't think that would happen, because one came out in 86, one came out a year later. Mm-hmm. But, there, I mean, there really are a ton of things that are absolutely the same. Like, um, they both have the group of kids, and there, and there's a lot of, like connections with a group of kids. So you kind of have like your normal kid who's sort of like the leader of the gangs of kids, mm-hmm. Mikey and who the kid played by Andre. <laughs> and then you've got, um, you have Mouth and Goonies, which is um, Corey. Patrick. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. And his, so his counterpart would be Patrick, right? Yeah. Um, and then you've got um, Chunk and Fat Kid. Mm-hmm. You've got Eugene, who I guess his counterpart would be like Dada from yeah. Goonies, but they're, they're different. So there's definitely a difference there. You have... Um, 
Bran, the older brother in Goonies. I don't know who his opposite would be. Maybe Rudy. It would have but, to be. Yeah, who I guess is a little bit older than those other kids. he's a tough guy. Right, he's a tough guy. So there's definitely like a connection there, right? And then you've got um, Sloth in Goonies, who is the... Ah, remember? He's, yeah. So he's kind of like Frank, who yeah. ends up... He, you know, you think, oh, he's a monster, which yeah. you know, awful describing Scott that way. But like, <laughs> you know, but he ends up helping them out and saving the day. Um, there's there's a scene where. Um, Frank and Sloth both have their moment where they come in towards the end when the client looks like they're, they're losing, right? And then they come in and help save the day. There's a scene where um, Sloth is holding up a big boulder mm-hmm. to let the kids through and then gets crushed by it. And you think, oh no, he's dead. Kind of like Frank gets crushed when the house, yeah. in, in the house and then he comes back. Um, there's... Even even like the way they are like learning slang and how to talk from the kids mm-hmm. and they, they have like these funny lines where they say something that's, you know, they learn from the kids and it kind of sounds funny coming from them. Um, the music is very similar, although that might be have to do with the time of it. Um, there's a scene where um, the kids are eating pie at Scary German's house and they're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, we'll eat the pie. And then there's a scene in Goonies where they're at the Fratelli's uh, in the yes. restaurant and they're like having the water and they're scared to... So like there, there's clearly a lot of things that are very, very similar. So in, in Goonies, they have the ice cream scene too where Chunk's like chowing down oh, yeah, the yep, ice cream. Yep, yep. And, and same thing with, at the, with Horace. He's right. like loving the pie. Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So there, there's... I mean, there really is a lot of connections there, um, which I found was kind of interesting because it get, again, it's like, so was it influenced yeah. by Goonies? Was it trying to rip it off or did it just happen to have all these sort of similarities? But so, okay. So then which movie's better? Like, are you a Goonies fan? Were you, did you like Goonies? Like Goonies for me, I said it was my favorite movie as a kid. Um, I used to rent it all the time. So I would still say that's probably my favorite. Um, but yeah, did you, what did you think of Goonies? So I liked Goonies and I loved it as a kid. It's one of those movies for me to go back to. I've, I've, I've seen it a few times is, you know, I think the last time I watched it and probably really enjoyed it was when we all watched it together over at Lucha's house yep. and, uh, back in high school. Uh, and I think one or two people hadn't seen it. Or at least one person had never seen Goonies before, and we're all like, "You gotta watch this movie." I can't believe somebody hadn't seen Goonies. Yeah, were you there that night? I don't know. I think so. Probably. Probably. But anyway, um, so so that was the last time I watched it, and I think part of that was like the whole group experience, like you're sitting there watching with a bunch of friends, and we watch a bunch of friends doing their cool thing. So I think that movie gears well for for that. As I've watched it, by myself, I can watch it, I enjoy it, but I'm not like psyched about it like about Mon- yeah monster yeah. squad for me like watching it again and you know even now monster squad if, if i if i were to be flipping through the channels i don't really flip through channels anymore it's hard to do but yeah. but you know what i mean like i don't know if it's a movie that i'd stop and watch the whole thing right oh well, it's definitely yeah, yeah. And if i if i catch a scene or two yeah i'd, I'd probably do that and goonies is probably the same way yeah. but um and and obviously a big appeal for those for I mean, people would be like the nostalgia factor too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if if I didn't love Monster Squad because it's from my childhood, I don't know how much I would really like. You said I don't know if it would hold my interest today, but right. watching it and being like, oh yeah, I remember how much how good this was. So I was comparing the two as I was watching them. I was kind of like in my mind being like, okay, which one's better? Because um, I wanted to to determine. I always thought Monster Squad or, or Goonies, sorry, was my favorite movie, but I was like, well, Monster Squad was pretty good too. So I was I was rating them so. 
one of the things I was thinking about was sort of the opening to the movie. Mm-hmm. So in Goonies, you have this car, you have the Fratellis break out of jail and there's like this big car chase and they're shooting off guns and it's going all around the town. And so like you see Chunk like playing video games or eating food or something and they go flying mm-hmm. by. And then so, um, and then obviously Monster Squad, you have the Van Helsing thing. So I, I leaned Goonies on that. I thought that was a win for Goonies. I thought that was a yeah. better opening. In fact, as, so I was watching this with my wife, Monster Squad, and she actually was kind of like, oh, this mo- uh, beginning is really boring. It's too mm-hmm. slow. So definitely Goonies jumps you right in there. Um, from a bad guy perspective, um, I thought it was actually a really close call because the Fratellis are pretty good bad guys, especially Mama Fratelli. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember her. She's yeah. the same one from Don't Throw Mama from the Train. And she's like, she's a scary lady. Yeah. But then, I mean, how can you like beat Dracula and Frankenstein? You know, all that. Monsters, so I, I definitely <laughs> leaned Monster Squad for that one. Um, as far as like the kid characters, uh, I, I think for the most part, I like Chunk better than Horace. I yeah. thought he was he was a little funnier. Horace just seemed a little forced with the whole, you know, fat kid thing for me. Horace was, he didn't have nearly as, maybe I just, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't remember Goonies in detail. Yeah. But I feel like Chunk was a more prominent character than Horace was. Um, And Mouth, I thought was a better character Mm -hmm. than Patrick. I thought, uh, I did like Rudy. Um, I think he's kind of cool. Aside from the lighting a match on his (laughs) foot thing and, (laughs) Dressing like he's from like the fifties, like he belongs in Greece. <laughs> but like I, I thought he was better than Brand. But you so, were okay with him taking pictures of the sister? Is that uh, well, yes, yeah, yeah, I totally support that. And then he, using those to force her to go like fight monsters. Um, I thought the 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 story was pretty equal. Like the pro, like I thought the you know going off and looking for the buried treasure and going through the booby traps was pretty cool. And this is a good story as well. Um, the song soundtracks I thought were pretty comparable. So this. So um, the main song from Goonies is Good Enough by Cindy Lauper. Mm, and yeah, so like, song. you know, and, and I like Cindy Lauper. She's cool. Monster Squad had the song at the end. Like monster- the Monster Squad. And, right. And I really, <laughs> really wanted to record a my own version of that. Yep. Just get like the little beats and stuff and do that. <laughs> I might still do that. But, uh- <laughs> but like, I thought that that song was kind of like in a, in a funny way. It was kind of like pretty cool too that good enough what that has going for it is there's a music video if you've never seen it you should check it out it's it's got the goonies in it mm-hmm. and it's also got um all kinds of wrestlers oh, professional yeah. wrestlers in it so it's like two things i loved as a kid oh wait does that have uh captain Lula in it? yeah oh yeah okay. yeah, yeah and, so. uh, the iron sheiks in it yep. and yep some other some other people so that that kind of made me move towards uh goonies for the soundtrack but so the big thing though um that monster squad has that I think Goonies really lacks is Monster Squad had way better quotes, like quotable Mm. scenes and like some big scenes. So like, obviously the biggest one, the one that everybody that's seen Monster Squad knows is Wolfman's Got Nards. Like that is, I've probably quoted that line a bajillion (laughs) times in my life um, and way more so than I've ever quoted anything from Goonies. And then, but it has a lot of other good ones. So we've talked about Horace, yeah. right? So one of the best scenes in that one is, um, right, wait, he kills, he kills uh, Gilman and they call him um, Fat Kid. And he, you know, pumps the shotgun and says, you know, my name is Horace. Like, that's a kick-ass, yeah. that's a kick-ass line. Um, Rudy, when he goes to, uh, he's, the three female vampires are coming down the street and he, he goes out there to like kill them and they're like, 
you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? <laughs> like, like, that was pretty badass yeah. uh, when he was going out there. So there's a lot, just a lot of awesome ones. Um, oh, at the very end when they're like, who are you? And he goes, we're the Monster Squad. Yeah. Like, that's a great line. Um, oh, and like, even the one, uh, they say, who was it that they, they're talking to and they hit him with a bat? Uh, oh, uh, Wolfman. Yeah. Right? So Wolfman's about to kill the, the, oh, yeah, yeah. the kid's dad. And he goes, hey, asshole. And he turns around. And he wails him in the bed. He's like, you look. Yeah. Like, that was a great line. Um, and when, uh, when that scene came up, I had forgotten about that. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Because yeah. yeah, I remember we used to do that kind of thing. Right. Like, <laughs> and, and yeah, actually, like, I used to do that. Like, I'd quote that all the time yeah. as a kid. Absolutely. Um, even the one, this, and this one's not, you know, as catchy as the others, but like the scene where... Um, the sister finally reads that thing in German and they're like, it didn't work. It didn't work. And they're like, you know, you're not a virgin, are you? And she says, well, Steve, but he doesn't count. Right. And they're like, doesn't count. Like, I remember that line as a kid. So, so that's one thing that I do think Monster Squad has going for it that Goonies didn't memorable. is these awesome, memorable lines. Like, these are good lines. Yeah. You talked about how there are like certain scenes that would work great in other movies and stuff. Like, those lines are classic. Yeah. Like, they are good. They were well done. Um, so anyway, I, I think I still lean Goonies um, just for me because I, I, like I said, every time I went to the video store, I literally would rent the Goonies and like one other film or something like that. And so I've, I watched that movie all the time as a kid. But Monster Squad was it was a closer battle than I thought, and, and Monster Squad was pretty good. So I think that has a so all those like those quotes especially. I think that has a lot to do with. Uh, I mean Shane Black. I, in that cool factor. Like, yeah. You think about, he wrote Predator, and, like, if you think about Predator and Arnold Schwarzenegger's lines and stuff throughout the yep. movie, and every other person's lines right. and stuff throughout the movie, and, and all of those, like, cool factors, like, that's his, that's his gift to the, yeah. to the screenplay or whatever. That was, um, like, his thing is setting up these, like, great, you know, like, right. lines. Yeah. It's like, yeah. here you go. He's, <laughs> like, pulls out these decks cards. Here, we'll right. use this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably does just sit around and, like, what would be a good line, badass line for a movie? Yep. Put it in anywhere. So, so going back, if I'm trying to think of the order. So, what you had said, the, the beginning part, and in, in, um, comparing the two. Yeah. I think that, I think Goonies is a better opener for Goonies in that I, what I like about that one is there's the action the, the car chase you can't go wrong with car chase yeah. unless you do and you shouldn't be doing it <laughs> uh, but the um, the the fact that one of the Goonies is kind of introduced sort of yep. and like and that actually trans he's on his way to the to the kids house yep. and stuff yep. so it flows really well that yeah, way and yeah. I like how that's and I don't I, I couldn't compare it to the rest of the movie and how that flow works, but if the rest of the movie works as smoothly yeah, yeah. as it does, I think that's awesome. Um, with the Monster Squad's beginning, I think where it's a different type of movie for a monster movie, for like setting a scary tone or whatever, yep. and if and if the idea is um, it's for the audience that is into those old monster yep. movies and stuff and. And if that armadillo is a callback to <laughs> yeah. an old Dracula movie, then yeah. I mean that's just what it's doing. It's yeah. saying, right, here's your monster movie. Yeah. And then you cut straight into the kids in the in yeah. the school at that point, right? Right. And I think that's an interesting way to I don't 
I don't think it's worse. I think it works well for that because yeah. it goes from that, oh, we're in this monster movie, and then, yeah. bam, oh, here's the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it clearly serves the purpose of giving you kind of the backstory that you need. I mean, you know, while there's a lot of things about the backstory <laughs> that don't make sense, like, at least that's, you know, setting up what everything that comes after it. But, right. Right. I, I, so I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad yeah. beginning. I just like that the one that jumped us right sure. into the action I thought was yeah. a lot more fun um, is kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, they're they're different. Um, yeah. I think the what was that second one you said? Uh, second, I was talking about the character. Oh no, bad guys. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think the. I mean, yeah, monsters. Yeah. <laughs> monsters versus they have to win. Yeah, that's <laughs> by it. default. That's it. They they got a lot more going for them. Although I. I like the personality of the Fratellis, obviously. Like, you've got your family, and they're all great actors. That, yeah. Like, that was another thing. Monster Squad had nobody in this movie. Like, yeah. I don't, except for the the uh, uh, partner, the, the comic relief. Yeah. And the Wolfman. I've seen, I recognize him from other stuff. Yeah. And I recognize the dad from a few other things. Right. But nothing that I'm like... Yeah, if you go on IMDb and look up these people, like, there's not much right. else there from that. <laughs> but Goonies, I think, probably had a much oh, yeah. better budget I mean, or something. Or yeah. more actors. Well, even look who's attached to it. It was written... Goonies was written by Christopher Columbus. Oh. It was um, produced by Steven Spielberg. Sure, yeah. It was directed by Richard Donner. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, if you look at all the, act, the kid actors in there, so many of them went right. on to have, like... You know, tons of other like movies that came out that were big. Yeah. That has um, Sean Astin. It has uh, Corey Corey Feldman, right? Yeah, that's the right one. And then it has uh, 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 Roland. Roland. Josh yep. Roland. Right. So like um, yeah. Thanos himself. Yeah. And even and even some of the other like the the Aunt, um, Andy, the girl that played Andy. Yeah. She was in Lucas. Like yep. that was another really popular movie in the eighties. And then it had Martha Plimpton, who did yep. a bunch of other things. So like, yeah, they definitely they all yeah. And so yeah, there must have your a budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, and some of those people might not have been super well known at that time. I, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I was six when Goonies came out, so I don't know what the careers of those people were before. Right. Goonies, well, you think but... Richard Donner? I'm just talking. Oh, about, yeah, yeah, even the people that yeah, did it, people obviously that attached created. to it, were huge. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then, so yeah, I think on the but the, even with not knowing any of those people in the Monster Squad, I think they. I said that the little girl was amazing. Oh yeah, she was really good. <laughs> no idea where she came from. Yep. She reminds me of um, uh, there's one other little girl scene that in a different movie that I'm like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. In the Santa Claus, one of them, uh, the little girl starts talking to her brother about believing or something. Yeah. I don't remember. It's this monologue, and it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal child actress. But um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think that. What was the other question? Other things I was talking yeah. about on there. Um, just like the group of kids, which one had the better group of kids? That yeah, I think that that I mean they're the same for the most pretty, part. Pretty much the same for you. And then um, just think about in general the story, the conflict of the story, the problem in the story, and sort of what happens in the. Story. I like Goonies more. Yep. In the sense that it was a choice versus okay. Monster Squad, yep. where it was a threat they were responding to. Kind of. Well, it was kind of a choice. It, well, no, because they had to protect themselves from the monsters. Right. The monsters attacked them. But with Goonies, it was it was a choice. They wanted to go on this treasure hunt. Yeah. They found themselves. It's yeah. a true adventure. It's, yeah. a, it's a true, yeah. like, cool thing. Yeah. But all in all, I think, yeah, I think 
I gotta watch Goonies again. I think I, after talking <laughs> about it a little bit more, I'm like, oh, I kind of do want to see it again now. So, so then the other thing I'm always so obviously in the '80s, these movies where kids go on these adventures and save the day was sort of a thing. I was trying to think of what are some other movies that came out back then that were like that. Are so we talking groups of kids or yeah. kids in general. Well, I think I think groups of kids, but maybe like a single kid, but like you know, Space Camp. Which, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Space oh, Camp. Yeah. yeah, so Space Camp was sort of the same thing. Yep. It's like, we're going to send this group of kids off in space accidentally, and they're mm-hmm. going to have to... Roller babies? That. Which one? Roller babies? I have not seen Roller uh, Babies. Not Roller Solar babies. Solar babies, okay. <laughs> but they're on rollerblades. Okay. <laughs> roller skates, so... I don't know that one. Um, my wife was telling me about The Explorers. Yep. I don't, I've never seen that That's either. That's another space one. They, yep. They build a... Did she tell you about the plot? No. So basically, they take a tilt a world and yep. build a spaceship. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, so but there is something about that genre that I absolutely love, and I I even like you know like other movies. I I. All right, all right, we're back. So yes, yeah, so we're talking about other movies from around that time period. So um, Red Dawn was one I loved. Yeah. And that that that's a little different because it skews older. Like they mm-hmm. were they were high school kids and they're. You know, killing, literally killing. I, mean, I guess there was killing Monster Squad, but they're killing Russians or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that was the same kind of thing. It was that idea of like these kids are going to step up and, right. you know, save the day. Um, one that actually was a little after the 80s, I think it was 91, was a movie called Toy Soldiers, which has mm. Sean Astin in it. I love that, that movie. movie. Um, but yeah, same kind of thing. So I just, I mean, those movies where you have these kids. School ties. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I, although, that's more of a... That's not, more like a social, like, yeah. bullying kind of thing and stuff, isn't it? Like, yeah. Because he's Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But, um, but yeah, the, the group of kids that are dealing with this, like, outside threat, and they have to go on this adventure, stop mm-hmm. them, I just love. And so what that made me think about, too, was, so what does that look like today? Like... Have you ever seen Attack the Block? I have not. That, uh, Boyega. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in yep. it. Um, okay. It's few years old yeah uh but yeah it, it takes place in england someplace okay. and uh aliens come down and mm-hmm. it's john boyega and a bunch of kids okay attack uh, fighting yep. the aliens and stuff yep. it's, it's pretty cool actually yep. you check it out uh they're making a sequel to it okay it's coming out um at some point yeah so there's that, that's the most recent one that i can i guess stranger of. things would kind of fit yep, that things. that mold and, and that's probably why stranger Ki- things is you know obviously that's got the throwback to the you know the 80s or not you know stuff as well but like i think that's probably why people our age loved it because it reminds mm-hmm. us of all those things from our childhood but i was trying to think of others i think the 80s like those types of movies because all of those movies that we're talking about they all take place in that same time. Like, yeah. they've all, they all came out in that same time. And I, I feel like into the 90s, that's when you get into your TV shows, like your Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. your, all the crazy, Carissa yeah. explains it all. Yeah. Like all that. And I think it, and when you said Stranger Things, that made me think of it because that's probably the last thing that we've seen and it was a TV show. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of where it went into, and you don't see that many movies, because I can't... I mean, there was the animal buddy adventure stuff for a yeah. while, but... But that's not... That, I mean, that yeah. was different. And, and and the things I can think of, again, it's probably because a lot of my kids were watching some of those Disney shows or Nickelodeon shows. They're, so they are kids save the day kind of stuff, but they're very much, like, watered down, yeah. kind of like... Nothing edgy. Nothing edgy, kind of cheesy... Um, stuff. Stranger Things is probably actually the best comp because that one actually is kind of scary and even though it's kids it skews 
mm-hmm. older. Um, although that I would say is definitely scarier than like Monster oh. Squad was, yeah. you know. So, um, and, and part of that's probably due to to like the special effects are mm-hmm. so much different than they were back yeah. then. You know, how scary can you get with, you know, like Wolfman looking like Wolfman does in that movie? Um, so yeah, I was just thinking about like, so yeah, how if you wanted to remake that movie or like what you know, how would that look today? Well, how would you remake that? I I, t- I would change some of the language. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, clearly you could keep some of that edge if you wanted yeah. to, but like, yeah, you'd have to. <laughs> yeah, I think, so, I mean, if you go, well, I already talked about that, that Holocaust scene. Uh, like, it would be more subtle in, yeah. in those things, and, and I don't think that's just me. I yeah. think anybody making a movie today would be a lot more subtle, and there would be a lot more insidey jokes, I think, that... But the armadillos were pretty inside. <laughs> I never would have known. <laughs> I do think, though, like, if you were going to try to remake that today, it would be a little bit hard because the because of the, spe- the way special effects are, and I think movies just tend to be gorier today anyway, like, it is going to be, it would be, it would definitely have a scarier feel because the characters aren't going to, like, you, I watch those and I think, oh, like, they look very comic-y, like, mm-hmm. some of those characters and stuff. And so as a kid, I, I didn't like scary movies as a kid. And I think if, you know, I wasn't scared of that movie. Mm -hmm. And I think because it seemed more, you know, campy or whatever. Like, but if you're going to do it today with today's special effects and Wolfman's going to look probably a hell of a lot scarier than he did there. You know what I mean? Like, you know who did it? Josh Whedon has done it with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now I think of it. Did you watch that show at all? Uh, Yeah, some. Yeah. Yeah, So I've I've watched the whole thing. I love that series. And that's essentially the Monster Squad. It's it's that same vibe coming through. You know, kids in school yeah, and yeah. they're fighting monsters week to week yeah. and they're doing those quips and stuff like yeah. they've got all of those the words but it also gets very serious in parts yeah. I mean it's more than 86 minutes but yeah, well, <laughs> so yeah. they have a lot more time right. and uh, the storylines some of them they get some deep stuff in there that yeah. you don't necessarily notice right at first and mm-hmm. then when I'm watching it again a little bit older it's like oh wait yeah. a minute um, there's one of the episodes, uh, one of the episodes eventually deals with like a school shooting and stuff. But you, you see some of the characters develop in the background that you, yeah. you like that are ignored and stuff, and then it boils up into like this person's a school yeah. shooter at some point. And, and and I don't know if they planned it that way or whatever, but like it happened to be. But those types of storylines get weaved into like this ridiculous idea of you know vampires and monsters yeah. and stuff in this one little town and um so i think buffy the vampire slayer probably came closest to it yeah well, and stranger things is probably pretty pretty close to i think i mean i don't see the the wittiness like the the uh the lines or anything there's nothing yeah. memorable for me from the pe- things people say uh, yeah and i would definitely agree with that but it definitely has that outcast group right. of kids are kind of dorky and they mm-hmm. you know have to and they got some of their older siblings and you know you know the cool kid right you know steve helping him out and all that um if so if you were going to remake it today so do you that whole idea of like pulling in all these like villains from different things mm-hmm. like that'd be kind of interesting so like who do you pull it like do you get um you know the the guy from terminator 2 the, the <laughs> like i'm trying to think of like who are some of these like really cool yeah. because again they're not you're not going to take bad guys from like right now because mm-hmm they were reaching back to get some of these monsters from these old monster movies to bring in. So, okay, so I want to reach back to some movies that I remember. Who are the, the real good villains mm-hmm. in movies that 
you know, were out in the 80s and 90s that you might grab. Pat, you've just tapped into one of the ideas that I had <laughs> for the past little bit. Like, I really want to get together with some people, like, on a regular basis and just create a multiverse. Of, like, <laughs> just crossover. Like, just yep. talk and, like, all right, uh... Terminator 2 guy is yeah. in here, and I think that could be done by, like, I don't know. Anyway, that's side, side topic. Yeah. I want to get back to that at some point. But, um, but, yeah, I think, so, my first thought would be, they, um, Universal yeah. had tried to bring back the monster movies um, a few years ago. Like, they mm-hmm. wanted to, they did a Dracula movie to start. That didn't do well, so they made another Dracula movie. <laughs> and then they did um, The Mummy. And I feel, I thought they, I thought they did another one, but I, I don't remember. But they were trying to do it and it just fizzled out. They stopped doing it. I was all excited. I was like, that'd be really cool because they wanted to do like, um, basically like the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and bring them all together. And they had some tie-ins like with the after credit scenes and all that. Yeah. Um, so I think they could certainly, if, if, if Universal wanted to like try that again, yeah. they should go this route. Yeah. Like say, all right, this is how we're going to do it. You're, you're going to have a group of kids, the Monster Squad that goes through but if we were to do it with um, people from, like, before, then you'd, I mean, well, the, you'd have to have Terminator. Yeah. Well, the most obvious ones would be Freddy, Jason, mm. Mike Myers. But that almost seems like it's... And I, get that, I guess that would be the closest because, yeah. you know, these are these monsters, those the Dracula and all those, if you think back to the horror movies of old, those were the, right. the bad... So, like, then the horror movies that we grew up with, it was those, but I feel like that's kind of, I think I'm trying to go a little bit more out there mm-hmm. with, and with, I think you'd yeah. have to, because I think those characters, Dracula was the most prominent character in the monster squad. He had the yep. most personality. And I think in general with the monsters as a whole, Dracula has that personality, yep. um, in every iteration as a personality versus, yep. I don't know, Gilman, Right. Yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah. And the mummy. Right. So, w- and compare that to if you were to take a Freddy, uh, Jason, and uh, and a Mike Myers, they all have personalities. They yeah. all have strong personalities. They carried yeah. their own movies. So right. it'd be very hard to just like to put them together and make something that doesn't trip over itself. When would now? I've never seen because again, horror movies are not my thing. So I never saw like Freddy versus Jason. Right. But like. I also can't see all those guys working well together. Mm-hmm. It feels like, like, they right. would, you know. <laughs> what would be the motivation to... <laughs> um, yeah, so, I don't know. Like, so, okay, what are some other... So, I, I think you could do... Well, you got Alien Predators. Been yeah, so I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, you got those guys. Um, I, I, I'd have to go, like, obscure. Like, I would say you bring, like, the villain from Leonard Part 6. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Bill Cosby. Oh. <laughs> he's, uh, like, I don't know, he's a secret agent or something. I don't remember what it is. He rides an ostrich at some point in the movie. Yeah. But, uh, like, something, like, villains from those types of movies that you don't know about yeah. at all that, but maybe you've seen the movie, but you don't remember who the bad guy was. Yeah. Um, I think that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Leonard Part Six is the first one I think of. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think about like because I'm I'm having trouble thinking of some really cool bad guys. Um, so I'm gonna have to like put some thought into this. I For think me, like, and it may be our age. Like I grew up, a lot of the bad guys I think of are like video game bad guys. Like, yeah. Uh, like all your Street Fighter bad guys. Yeah. And yeah, all yeah. your 
the the monsters from Contra or whatever. Uh, Super Mario stuff. So you can bring in like Shredder and Bowser. Yeah. And- <laughs> you know what? Shredder would be a good bad guy. He was a pretty cool bad guy. Skeletor. I always like Skeletor mm-hmm. as a bad guy. Um, I would do Shredder as you know what I would do Skeletor as like the leader. Yeah. But I'd make I I change him up so he's a little bit more. He's not like <laughs> cheesy like uh, he's like he's come around. He's maybe he has a mask on or something mm-hmm. to start and yep. like it eventually comes off. But yep. he's not in a cloak and all that stuff. But he's the mastermind. Maybe he's running stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> Uh, and then you bring in, I don't know, Cobra Commander. Yeah, I was gonna say. Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then maybe that's what we need to do is we need to go with like ch- our our favorite cartoons, cartoons, yeah, kind of bad guys. But if you think about it, I mean the the movie monsters and stuff; those are geared towards kids. I would. Yeah, guess, yeah, right? probably. Yeah, so. yeah, that would very work well. Wiley Coyote for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you fit right in with the others. Yeah, yeah. Taz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I think. Uh, I, I really, I really would like to see a remake of it. See somebody do something with it. And I think Universal has the opportunity yeah, to really, to really step it up. I actually one of the things I did see. So again, after watching the movie, is that they were at one point talking about doing a like a TV series, not really. like not not like a like more probably more like a streaming like limited you uh, know, okay. eight episode kind of thing. Maybe they bring it back oh, every recently. year, kind of like a stranger. Yeah. So I think in recent years they've been talking about hmm. doing Monster Squad, remaking Monster Squad in that way, um, which might be kind of interesting. But, yeah, I'll probably yeah. watch it. Yeah. So where do we go from here? Are we still going to watch the we yes. watch the documentary and see if there's anything that um, comes out in that that would be interesting to add on to our discussion about it? Yes. That'd be, I am uh, definitely up for that. I, I've seen the documentary. Ooh, do I watch it? No. Yeah. I'm going to watch it yet. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, say we watch the documentary and... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take notes this time, so yeah. I don't have to be like, would you ask? Yeah, yeah. I got my, uh, my book. Well, it's just because I know I'm going to sit down to yeah. talk about it and be like, I don't remember the movie at all. Or, well, it, because you said you took notes, I didn't take notes. At yeah. that point, I was like, I don't... I was going to take notes during that second time, and like I said, I started talking about them. But, but really, I think that's also kind of fitting of our personalities. Like, yeah. you, you definitely are... I don't know. Like, I'm the kind of person that needs to take notes right and down. you're whatever pops, you know, like, and they both work. We have our, our methodologies. What I, and what I like about discussing this with you is like, you were definitely thinking about some things that were a little bit deeper than I was as far as like the making of the movie and the story and how it was put together, which, so I think, I think that's really nice because I was mm. definitely having different thoughts. So you definitely made me think of some things I hadn't been thinking about. Well, that's what I think when I watch movies now compared to where I watched movies before, just because unfortunately I think we've, gotten to a point where every story has been told. Like yeah. You, I don't think I've seen a story. Like that everything's I've, influenced by something. Right. right. So yeah. he, he, we can't say, there's very little that's like super original. So yeah. like when I see a movie, I'm not looking necessarily at the story. It's like how that story is presented. Yeah. And I just start thinking about the, those things that, that make sense to me. So like Birdman is a great movie for me. Um, I don't remember the story that much, but I did but like remember that, the that, movie. Yeah, the, the, the movie and the, that that movement through it, and um, the, the I, we talked recently about Kimmy yep. and that that coffee cup or mm-hmm. bottle or whatever it was and all that stuff. Which I did finish the movie the other mm-hmm. yesterday. Well, I'm glad that I finished it because I stopped it like with 20 minutes left in the movie. Have you seen it? No. I've... If you see it, 
watch the whole thing because I stopped at 20 minutes left in the movie and I was like, eh, maybe I'll come back to it. And I went back to it and it was amazing at the end. Okay. But, uh, Is it worth watching? Oh, yeah. That's yes, really okay. good. Uh, but yeah, so we'll watch uh, the what's it called again? Wolfman's Got Nards. Wolfman's Got Nards. I mean, yeah. come on, yeah. We'll watch Wolfman's Got Nards, and uh, we will reconvene. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan. One person will have nerds. All right. <laughs>